Welcome to the Nerd of God cast, episode 1A. My name is Tony T, and I'm flying solo on this one-man castle run. This is the first of our one-shot episodes. It's kind of a show between the shows. We're going to do a shorter, sort of fun-sized episode featuring myself or one of the Nerd God cast members with a little devotion, maybe some fun bonus content. In a couple of weeks, we'll also be doing some in-between episodes featuring some special guests, and we'll call those team-ups or something like that. But for now, this is our first one-shot, and I really hope you like it. Welcome to our first Nerd of God cast one shot. My name is Tony T, and today I'll be sharing a brief devotion with you. A, a Devo. That's what the cool Christian kids call them, Devos. I've been playing a uh, video game called Dragon Age Inquisition, uh, which I've actually had since Christmas break, but I've, I've not really gotten around to playing it yet. So I just started it. Uh, I heard great things. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, I mean, to be honest, full disclosure, I've started it four times now because I get like an hour or so into it and then I have to keep restarting it and creating uh, a new game file, a new character, a different uh, class, appearance, race, etc. Because I, this is my thought process. I think this is going to be a long game. And if I'm going to be spending so much time with this character, I need it to feel right. I don't want to get like 40 hours into this thing and be all like, wow, my guy is ugly. Or I should have never made him an elf. Never make your character an elf. Uh, I don't know, maybe I have commitment issues. I've, I've been down this road before. I didn't fully understand what I was doing when I created my character in Skyrim. And then by the time I figured it out, I was too far into the game to do anything about it, and I'm still a little upset about that. Skyrim was a, a beautiful and life-consuming game, the Elder Scrolls. Uh, I, I Actually, I have a problem with these kind of games because... I am a compulsive explorer. I have to find every treasure, I have to go down every hallway, I have to read every single note, I have to talk to every NPC, and uh, in a game like that, it gets exhausting. And, and that's one of the things I'm afraid of in Dragon Age. Now, I've not played any of the games in this series before, um, but one of the things I'm concerned about is there's an element that seems to be popping up in a ton of games, uh, which is this sort of forging and crafting ability. They're adding it to a lot of different games, but I'm not really a fan, and you kind of can't avoid it unless you want to walk around totally underpowered all the time. And I don't know if they're just adding it in there to kind of thicken out the gameplay a little bit. I mean, I understand it adds more customization, but for me, uh, just give me a good sword and, and let me loose. Uh, and I, I get it. I mean, if I'm out in the wilderness, you know, roaming the countryside and stalking dragons and orcs and other such beasties, I'm going to need some nice tricked-out armor, but... I don't know how I feel about having to scour the earth for ore and gems and tools and enchanted items to give it certain ability bonuses. All that becomes so time-consuming for me because, like I said, I have to find everything. I can't just find one thing and then realize that finding the rest of this armor or whatever is going to be an entire game in and of itself. So I'm in Skyrim and I haven't even touched the main story for weeks because I'm looking for something to do to complete my Daedric armor or whatever. Uh, my wife and I, we, we like to play Diablo 3 because I have the best wife ever and she plays Diablo with me. And they do the same thing in that game too. And we end up picking up so much stuff that I don't ever know what to do with it because uh, breaking it down and reforging it, it's a pain and I really want to get back to shooting arrows at cave trolls and you got me over here playing like Renaissance Fair home ec class. I'm spending hours crafting magical britches when I should be out terrorizing the forces of evil. 
However, back in real life, you know, we, we do sometimes have the same kind of problem on, on a spiritual level. We want to go on an adventure and God is warning us that if we don't have the proper attire, we're going to be in danger of being on the wrong end of a spiritual beatdown. Okay, play a quick game with me. Everybody look down right now at what you're wearing. All right, everybody got to look. You have to do it. All right, play along or it's ridiculous. Unless you're driving. If you're driving, keep your eyes on the road. Or if you're doing something else like surgery or something, just if it's appropriate, look down at what you're wearing right now. Uh, what could your clothing, what is what you're wearing protecting you from? Uh, might it protect you from a sunburn or the, the wind or the cold? Would it protect you if somebody was throwing something at you or if you're fighting a dragon? What we wear is super important right now. I'm wearing an Iron Man t-shirt, a pair of jeans, and some cheap moccasins, uh, which would protect me from um, girls, I think. But I don't want to get so caught up in what we're wearing in video games or even on our person. Rather, what we're wearing spiritually. Uh, the Bible says it best in Ephesians chapter 6, when Paul says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. So we have to suit up because we're soft and we're squishy and we make really good targets. And unless we're covered in some kind of sterner stuff, we've got an enemy who aims to make short work of us. But we need to make sure that we're not piecemealing this thing. The helmet is great, but if you're wearing no breastplate, you're still vulnerable. If you got no shoes, you know you're in trouble. Um, when, I, when I was a kid, I we lived on a street called Landslide Court, which is very discouraging sounding, but uh, the whole road, even our driveway, was made of rocks and, and gravel. And uh, I remember my job was to take the garbage out. And this was a rural area, so you'd have to take that garbage uh, to the end of the driveway and then down the street. And um, I'd have to drag that can. The driveway was actually a hill uh, made of these gravel and loose rocks. And uh, as I would head up the, the, the driveway towards the end of the street, um, I, I was always too lazy to, to put my shoes on. And I would get like halfway through doing this chore and I would immediately regret it because there's rocks, sharp rocks jabbing into the bottoms of my feet. And that is uncomfortable. And if you've never experienced it, you should definitely take it off of your list of things to do before Jesus comes back. <laughs> so... So every part of the armor is important. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, and yes, even the shoes of the gospel. Uh, I was watching Lord of the Rings, the, the trilogy, uh, with some friends a few weeks ago, and a scene stuck out to me. In the movie The Two Towers at the Battle of Helm's Deep, uh, Legolas is standing on the rampart, and he shouts instructions to his elvish brethren uh, with their bows pulled taut. And uh, he, he proclaims to them in Elvish, Their armor is weak at the neck and under the arm. 
he was giving them some hope to overcome an army that should have them dead to rights. So then I think that we as believers should be encouraged to check our own spiritual armor for gaps, chinks, uh, weakness, because if we do indeed wrestle not against flesh and blood, rather against powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness, if we're in conflict with a sentient, strategic, and satanic force, I can assure you that they are looking for the gaps in our armor. Uh, we'll not be targeted where we're the strongest, but when we get hit, we'll be hit hard and right where we're unprotected. And that's why Paul starts us out with, therefore, take up the whole armor of God. There is no option to go halfway. If there's an area that you're having difficulty with, uh, I encourage you to pray and ask God to help you, uh, to talk with a pastor or a trusted Christian friend. Uh, but you need to make a commitment to choose wisely, to make good decisions to help you grow in grace and in faith. So let us commit to being strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be all about worship and prayer and reading the word so that we can level up our own faith. And let us take comfort that no matter the struggles that we go through, no matter the scars that we bear, no matter how overpowered the enemy may seem, the Bible says in Zechariah that it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So suit up today in the armor of God. We at the Nerd of Godcast are standing here with you fighting the good fight. If you want to keep this conversation going, give us a shout on Facebook or on Twitter at Nerd of Godcast. We'd love to hear your input. Uh, you can tell me even probably how I would have had a better analogy if I'd have made reference to the Iron Man armor or uh, Batman in the Dark Knight when Lucius upgrades the Batsuit or whatever. It's your world. I'm just this guy, you know. Be blessed. Thanks for listening and have a great week. We'll see you next time on the Nerd of Godcast. Well, here we are again for our post-credits sequence. Thanks for sticking around for some bonus content. Today, we want to close out the show by introducing you to an up-and-coming hip-hop artist from California who goes by the name of L7. He mixes the gospel message with some hard-hitting social commentary, but his music has a unique element in that he's a proud representative of nerd culture. We'll include a link in the show description so that you can check him out online, but for now, here's one of my favorite tracks from his IOTA 2 EP. This is L7 with Comic Relief on the Nerd of Godcast. I'm facing a dark night like I'm a villain of Bruce Wayne, but I won't bail because I'm Christian. I'm Trying to keep saying, I keep saying, don't get angry, rain, but giving pieces of brain to individuals who get under my skin. My heat is visible, can't get physical, gotta remain cool like Bobby Drake. Let me be frank, don't want to punish him, but I can't sin in the state that I'm in. But the devil dares as I'm on my neck, shooting my fury, but I'm thinking, who cares if I sin? I ask for forgiveness, forgiveness is given to those who are his kin, but that's sinister. Why insult the author and the finisher of our faith? Cause I'm itching to clobber them. The thing is, I can handle it in the flash, but hits multiple man won't miss. Then justify it in my league of justice. He had it coming, reap with your soul. He did the third script. You get what you get. You should have never met with a child of the kingpin. My God, Avengers. But that's more twisted than read Richards. And I now, I think I better quit. And then I get my blade. Ecclesiastic 7 9 says, though we so quick to raid. 
rage like Bruce Banner. My. So I gotta behave, but you on the same page. I'm a light bright like Green Lantern. There's a lean pattern of showing mercy to enemies. I tend to lean to my skin disease. The sin pattern, but please, I'm equipped with the HG who talks to my mind like you was Gene. So I cope. Even though I'm considered a joke like Heath Ledger <laughs> Gotta lie low and bring pleasure to God I'm Eddie Brock I let go of venom and put love in my heart yes. And put it into action and forgave reaction Was changed, problem erased I would hate to be known as a Christian who moved in hate Show this ugly side like Two-Face So when I'm faced with exploding I will not give way to the old me Like a mobile ray The old me is a memory that I don't need to resurrect Solomon <laughs> Grundy Now I must be holy I am transformed Coming with Christ is the boss So I must keep peace